Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick, and I am going to help you find your quiet space today. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Happy that you're here. If you've been here before, welcome back. Here we go. We are talking about how to become an intentional communicator in a world that's incredibly noisy. I've written two books, one called Brief. It's about being clear and concise. A book called Noise, which is how to manage distractions and find quiet. Those two books have inspired two programs that are very complementary. Brief has inspired the Brief Lab, which is nearly a decade now going. And recently, the book Noise has inspired a new series of programs called Quiet Works, which you can hear more and more about for teams and for leaders. And it's about the fundamental role of silence and quiet in the workplace. And today, we're just going to talk about this big question, which is, how do you find your quiet space? And maybe you've already found it, and if you have, stop listening. Or you can keep on listening, and maybe there's a perspective or some other things you haven't thought about. But if you have it, I'm really happy that you have, you found it, but maybe you haven't. And you are like, oh, I live in work, in move, in noise all day long, and I, I can't find it. It's noise finds me and quiet is elusive. And I just need for people to stop talking so I can think for a minute or for five or 10 or half hour. And that's really what's driving this whole thing is that we not only need a, a when for quiet, but we also need a where. We certainly need a when. When, I, when am I going to do this? Don't just do it when you feel like it. Like my line is, Quiet is a, an appointment, it's not a technique. Set the appointment. When do you do quiet every day? It should appear on your calendar like every other appointment on your calendar. It's not any different. Just set an appointment. Go to the eye doctor. Go to the dentist. Have a meeting. Have quiet time. It's critical to prepare. I gotta have this appointment. When do I do it? More problematic than when is where do you do it? Because everywhere we live is noisy. Everywhere is filled with distractions and disruptions and people and information. And, and this was really what inspired me to write the book Noise in the first place. When I wrote it, it kind of felt a bit dark, but this is the world that we live in. When you can't live in a world where people can communicate any time, anywhere to anybody, well, you have a flood of information. We live in the over-information age, the overly informed, excessively informed, too much information. Well, how do you mitigate that? How do you manage it? How do you live in it? Where the door is always, there's always a knocking at the door and it's always another bit of information, another distraction, another device. I mean, just look at people. Go to an airport, go to a public place and just look around you. Imagine this right now in your mind's eye. What are people doing? in a public place. They're all on their phones. Our lives have been redefined as communicate, as, as consumers of information. We just eat information all day long. We constantly communicate. We, we send it, we receive it. And we're surrounded by it, inundated by it. We live in the flood. And that's what inspired me to write Noise, is how to manage that. And the answer is, is noise managing you or are you managing it? And that's the way I want you to think about it. 
To be a better communicator means to create moments of quiet, to think about what you're going to say, what you're going to write, before you actually say it and write it. For as obvious as it sounds, if you're in an environment that's nonstop noise, and it's all collaboration all day, well, wh where do you, when do you prepare and where do you prepare? Like, preparation is not a thing anymore. And it needs to be because you can't communicate if you haven't thought about it. Well, you can't think about it if you're in an environment that your, your, your brain is being saturated in, and there's a cacophony of, of, of noise. So where is your quiet space? I want you to think about when. Don't, don't stop thinking about that. But I want you to think about where do you go? And this is difficult. In my, in my case, I have a, a home in North Carolina and, uh, and I'm, I found a place, okay? And so for me, it was like, okay, what's convenient, what's comfortable? And I, in, I have a home office and I have a regular work office. I don't feel comfortable sitting at a desk for quiet. Like sitting at a, at a desk chair for me doesn't work. So I had to find a place at work and it was difficult because I didn't have one and I had, a, I had, a, I had, I had to find one. At home, I had places, but, you know, I just needed to, like, get a chair or a couch, and I, and I did. And it became, like, that's where I went, and I made a habit of it, and it worked for me. I, and this is what I want to talk about today is finding that quiet space f for you. And I've got an approach that I think might help you as you go, go through this, the, this, these considerations of, like, all right, well, this, I, got, I got the when I do quiet, all right? But now I got the where. Before I get into these considerations, I just want to say one thing about, about the when. When you think about quiet and you set the appointment, I want you to think about why do you cancel the appointment so easily? I'm going to say that again. You set this time. You know that you need it. But you cancel it so easily, so readily. Why? Ask yourself that question. Take a walk and think about that. You have this daily appointment, or you want to have this daily appointment, but you—it's like the first appointment that you that you cancel. Why? You know, I just—I want you to think about that as the backdrop of while you're listening to this podcast about the fundamental value of that need. In a world of noise, you need quiet. Quiet is the is defined as the absence of noise. Why can't you get it? Why do you cancel it? So keep that in mind while while you're going through this podcast today. For those of you that know me, you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or maybe you're new, I love alliteration. So I, it helps my brain organize information in ways. That, so as I was preparing this podcast, I was just thinking about my journey, like how I found this thing. And it wasn't like I found it in my life, just it solved all my life's problems. No, it helped a lot. I'm not gonna lie. It helped me a lot when I found this, this, this place. So my guidance to you or my advice to you is going to follow what I call like a 3D approach. And the 3D approach is design one, designate one, declare one. Design, designate, and declare. Let me start with the first one. You may need to take a space that you have and just redesign it. I'll give you an example for me. So I have a spare guest bedroom, which has two beds. All right. That space could be a really, really good quiet space for me that I could, if I just, you know, 
got rid of one of the beds and just had a single bed instead of two, 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 two uh, single beds, twin beds, and put a comfortable chair and a table, I could design it. And I would, I would put a chair, maybe a little side desk. I would look at like trying to make it less distracting. So maybe I would, it would change the way it was decorated. So the, the, uh, if I had artwork, the artwork worked for me. Um, maybe I would have a plant. Um, I wouldn't have a clock that makes a clicking, a loud clicking. So I might need to do des- some design. Um, the, the same goes for like, okay, well, I might, I might have a space where like in my living room or my family room or my den, I might need to redesign it. It might need, I might need to go out and buy a piece of furniture. I'm a big believer that, you know, have something which is comfortable that you really want to a place that you want to sit, you want to be. You might need to redesign it. You might need to take a room and just redo it. You know, I think the local furniture places will be happy to know that I'm encouraging you to go out and buy furniture, but you might need to go out and buy furniture. It might be like, I've got this couch, but it's really, really uncomfortable. I've got this chair and it's really stiff, or I might need a pillow, or they might need, like, I might need some things. So you might need to go and take your, like, your inner interior designer and just go to town. So design one. Next step is designate one. You know, like you think about like the places that you go for quiet, work, home, on the road. Okay, so, okay, let's start with on the road. I, I, I travel on for business and, all right, so I go into hotel rooms. Okay, I find that chair in the corner. That's my quiet chair. Or maybe it's the lobby. I, I, I'm going to go and like, where am I going to get quiet? Um, maybe at work. Let's go to, let's go to work. Um, I have, there's a spare office that nobody uses, a little cubicle um, I was just recently in a, in a military base, and they had all these empty cubicles. We work in a hybrid environment. People haven't, everybody hasn't come back to work. There's spare cubicles around. Can I, can I, can I uh, designate one for quiet? Um, maybe there's a small conference room that, you know, at lunchtime or early in the morning, we can designate, get people's approval to designate. Okay, this could be our quiet workplace. Maybe there's 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 a place that you know we store stuff that you could you could re. Um, redeclare and, and designate as a quiet space. So maybe at work you can find a place like that. Let start brainstorming or thinking of places to go, places that people can't find you. Is another way of looking at it. Where you went there, they couldn't know that you're there, and you can come back. Okay, maybe it's your car. So when you're on, when you're on the go, is that my quiet? My use my commute for my quiet workspace. That quiet space is my car. Maybe it's a, a trail that I, I go on a walk at. Um, maybe it's just putting on a pair of headphones in a collaborative space where, where I wear those and that's kind of like, and I, and I sit in a way that I'm not, you know, I'm reading and I'm not looking at people walk by me. So I can kind of create that little, little almost like a personal bubble. Maybe it's a coffee shop or... You know, back in the day, way, way earlier in my career, hotel lobbies are great. You know, just go find it. Like maybe there's a local hotel that you go into. Nobody, if you look like you're, you're you belong there, maybe you just plop it, go in there in a chair and just get a cup of coffee. Your local coffee shop. But you know, designate one. Okay, this is where I go for my quiet. Maybe it's you stop on the way home from work. There's a place that you go, um, a library or a community college or. Or something like that. So, so designate one, and finally, declare it. What I mean by that is, if it's a place that could be used for talking, but you're using it for quiet, tell the people around you that, you know, this con- small conference room is for quiet. 
you know, we did a podcast on this recently about do not disturb signs and it just maybe make a simple sign, which is quiet workspace in session or in use or we, you know, in the, in the studio that I'm recording this podcast at the Brief Lab right now, I've got a little sign on the door that says, shh, recording in progress. So people know when they walk by not to talk. You know, we made these kits. If, you, if, you, if you're going to take a quiet works program with us, you're going to get a kit. It's really, really cool. Like it's a VIP gift bag and it's got like a book and a notebook and a pen and a fidget spinner and a squish ball. And it's got all these tools to help you remind reminders to be quiet. Do not disturb door hangers. We created this really, really cool branded kit. It's in this really cool igloo um, lunchbox, kind of a soft box. Um, and in there, we have a roll of tape. It's painter's tape that I made, custom painter's tape. And if anybody wants to do that, just send me an email, and uh, and I'll send you one. It's cool. It's just a roll of blue painter's tape, and you just literally, you could just, you could take the tape and put it across a door, or you could put it on the floor. Is a, is a visible sign that this is my designated declared space. And declare it does. Let people know. Maybe on email or maybe it's your family. Like this space at this time is the quiet, my quiet space. And when I put up the sign or stand or, or some indicator, right, I'm wearing my headphones that, that I'm in my quiet, quiet space right now and I shouldn't be interrupted unless it's an emergency. But you got to tell people. The tendency... The, the importance of declaring it is the tendency to speak is very strong. At work, at home, people feel the need to interrupt you precisely at the moment where you want to concentrate and need quiet. You've got to tell them it's do not disturb your off limits. You've got to declare it. You've got to declare that space. This is my quiet space. It's this the den in the evenings or the mornings. And once you've designated it and you've designed it and you've and you've declared it, you've got your space. This is yours. You got it. You got it. So that's it. You know, I promise you, I really do, that when you finally find your quiet space, your life's going to change forever. Just saying.